Barancourt's radio network is now available on Anchor.fm. You can subscribe to our podcast either through Anchor or one of its many affiliates, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Now, enough of the bullshit. Here's the podcast. Pipeline from an undisclosed location directly into your earbuds. Blockbooks of hair proudly presents the Sick and Wrong Tag Team Power Hour on your host, Ryan and Starrocracy. edition of Rotten Corpse Radio, and now your hosts, Ryan Stavropocracy and Scuba Steve. Scott Steiner's coming? Oh, shit. Actually, I think that was the, um, that's like the late 90s one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Freakzilla. Genetic freak. Freakzilla. <laughs> All right, so we're here uh, going to talk some wrestling. Um, we're just going to go over the whole SummerSlam weekend because that's all that really matters. Fuck that! It's Takeover weekend. Yeah, no shit. Fuck SummerSlam. They, I mean, first off, NXT Takeover Brooklyn Four again. They sold out the fucking Barclays Center again with Brooklyn, or with a not with, with Takeover, and. I'm sure the whole WrestleMania weekend package is probably uh, the whole SummerSlam. 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 Not WrestleMania yet. SummerSlam weekend package is probably all. It's probably, nah. It's all one a package deal, so everybody was going to be there anyway. Uh huh. We figure. Well, you get you get NXT. You might as well come back tomorrow. Watch the shitty show. Yeah, watch the shitty show. Get an hour and a half of a really good, decent show, and then three, four hours of a shit show. Uh, longer than that. Was it fun? Wow, was it? It was like four to eight. Oh, dude. that's right, the pre-show. There's two o'clock pre-show start for Pacific time, and it, it was, was seven on. hours. It was nearly two seven hours, hours of fucking uh, NXT was ten times better than seven hours of fucking WrestleMania. All right, so I'm gonna state this. I think this is probably Summer the most, SummerSlam. Whatever. The this is probably the most notable thing for people who love WWE or love to hate WWE right now. WWE probably right now has one of the best rosters it has ever had, ever. And they're kind of shit in the bed. <laughs> yeah, it's purely the writing staff and Vince, and it's sad. It's sad to see the to see the show go to shit like that. But you know, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, let's go over fucking NXT. Uh, NXT started off with a bang. Uh, the Brooklyn show. Uh, they started off with a tag match. Uh, the um, fucking Undisputed Era. 
versus Mustache Mountain. I curl my non-existent mustache in midair. Oh my god. So what did you guys think of that match? That was a really good fucking match, and they almost threw in the towel at the end and all that oh, shit. Oh, I know, yeah. Trent was, like, holding on to it. He's like, oh, I'm going to throw it in. No! <laughs> as talented as Mustache Mountain is, you, you know, you just... You can't see them getting a second it was, title it's, and winning like it in Robert that short Strong of amount of time. face together, because Robert yeah. Strong is Mr. fucking Backbreaker. Fuck yeah, he is. Oh, dude, he does some amazing backbreakers. He is just... Oh. He's awesome. I can't wait to see. I, he needs to, Vince. Call his ass up. No shit. Fucking. Oh, yeah, he, no Vince shit. would just put him on two hundred five live and just waste his time. Yeah, waste his time. A la Austin Aries. Lauren's doing a run in. She's <laughs> running down the ramp. It's Charlotte Flair. Uh oh. Hold on. I don't have Charlotte's music queued up. Is it gonna be something funny? Oh shit. It's kittens. Mm-hmm. Meowers? If I got a cat, I didn't even orange chicken. <laughs> orange <laughs> chicken. <laughs> That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I have a cat. I named him Robert Smith. Totally doesn't From fit. From the Ohio State. No, it doesn't fit his name. Yes, it does. Oh, it doesn't. Yes, it does. So, the Ohio State Robert Smith is a cuddly the guy. The Robert Smith from the Ohio State. You'll never He's a cuddly say man. that on... I'll never say it. Whatever. Nope. Go Ducks. Fuck, fuck Ohio. <laughs> ah, it's already started. Eh. The battle. I don't care if my team loses. Your team has a loser-ass coach, so we're good to go. Oh, yeah. He, yeah he's a loser. Definitely a loser after four fucking Hey, he's 72 and 8. Let's see. He's not a loser He's got four fucking field, rings. He's got four fucking national championships. I don't give a shit. He's out Bundy. Apparently you don't. He likes to let his assistant coaches beat their wives, so it's cool. Oh, God. It's cool. Anyways, on to the next subject. Anything and everything. Yeah, I got it. All right, so back to NXT. uh, Tag match at the beginning. Uh, So I got to say, okay, I think the only reason why I don't see Mustache Mountain, or I didn't even think Mustache Mountain was going to win, and they didn't, but the only reason why I didn't even think they were gonna win is because they're basically like the VOD villains. They're just uh, they're the British they're, version of the VOD villains. Yeah, they're a gimmick tag team that's funny, and they are funny. Even though, just like the VOD villains, both members of Mustache Mountain are super fucking talented. They're really fucking good, especially Tyler Bate. Dude, that boy is like what twenty, almost yeah. twenty one. You know, he's jacked to the gills. He's a little short man. It's like fucking... He's like Taz. And he had some great core strength. Oh, God. Dude, that... Okay, so there was a spot in that match that killed me. Absolutely killed me. It's where... Uh, it's where um, fucking Kyle O'Reilly jumps on fucking Tyler Bates' back. You know, in a fucking... I think he's trying to, like, do a uh, sleeper submission. And Tyler Bates still has it in him to not only go backwards with fucking Kyle O'Reilly on him, but fucking suplexes, like... Bridging suplex pins. Fucking uh, Roddy. That was an amazing feat of strength for such a... For such a small guy. And a young man, too. Oh, yeah. Crazy strength. Ah, he's he's amazing. That that motherfucker's good. And uh, just that match by itself, I mean, it was a a nice long match. We got a lot of really good uh, moments out of it. Uh, Didn't need to go longer, I don't think. Uh, Told the story you needed to tell, and... It was entertaining shit. 
That's what was the next match after that? EC3 and... It was uh, EC3 versus Velvet. The Velveteen Dream. Oh, fuck yeah. Velveteen Dream. Dream. First of all, probably, the, honestly, the best pair of wrestling pants I've ever seen in my life. And if anybody deserves... He is so ripping off fucking... Ravishing, Ravish, Rick, Ravishing Rick, yeah. Rick Rude. Well, he took it to the extreme with the... Uh, Call me up, Vince, on his ass. I know. Still, my favorite, my favorite pants are from Ravishing Rick Rude. Is when he was having his oh uh, the feud with Warrior feud with no Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake. Oh, his wife. And his wife. He oh my god. The show before, and then the fucking pay per view. I think it was a SummerSlam or something. He came out in fucking, and he wore the same type of pants. Fucking, uh, the Dream does, and it was fucking uh, Jake the Snake's wife. On his crotch and on his ass. And, and you know, I would have almost like been pissed off by the fact that the Velveteen... That's why I like the Alistair Black ones that he did. By the fact that the Velveteen Dream calls himself the Dream, you know, a la Dusty Rhodes. But I'm okay with it, because he deserves to be called the Dream. He's fucking amazing. <laughs> He's probably one of their best homegrown talents. Because, mm-hmm. you know, he was trained at the Performance Center. That's where he learned his shit. So, he just had a he good... He made it through one of the, the final Tough Enoughs or whatever. Yeah, something like that. Eh. I know he made it, but he was on it. But. Yeah. But yeah, he's... God, he's, he's something else. you ever else. notice, like, with every Tough Enough, the wrestlers that didn't make it ended up being better wrestlers than the wrestlers that did make it? Yes. Like, what happened to Maven? I don't know. Exactly. Christopher Nowitzki from that same class? Yeah! Christopher Nowitzki from that same class, though? Yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. He fucking came back. I mean, if he hadn't have broke his face, he'd probably still be wrestling. But... Thankful for him. Oh. Well, he was smart and went back to lawyering because he was one of the lawyers that helped sue the NFL on the concussion protocol. Yeah, that's true. He was a smart, smart man. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so what did we think about the fucking EC3 versus Velveteen match? I loved it. It was fucking great. They had some. There were so many apron fucking hits this entire weekend. Like they're like, let's do something on the apron. They did something crazy on the apron as well. I fucking forgot what it was. But. Death Valley Driver. Yeah, Death Valley Driver on the fucking apron. Yeah. And we'll come back to another apron spot later. Uh, uh, Scuba, what, what what was your takeaway from the Velveteen uh, EC3 match? Uh, I feel like EC3 did a really good job of pushing the Dream over the top. Yeah. Dream has been losing matches lately. and it, He has great matches, having, but he just always... He's been having good. his turn of pushing people over, and it's kind of nice... To see him get pushed over a bit. And in doing so, EC3 actually made his character look better. Yeah. Even by taking a loss to the Dream. And, and that was one thing about, like, when I saw... I remember when I saw EC3 make his debut on Impact. I remember, like, I was... I actually watched it because I, I heard they were going to be debuting a new XWWE guy. And then when I saw him walk out, I was like... What's that, the fucking Bateman guy? I couldn't even remember his actual name. It was, like, something Bateman. And uh, he had like a real stupid name, and but when he came out, cut his fucking promo. He had stupid looking hair. I thought it was funny as hell, and he was cut. Fucking took off his fucking shit, dude. He was fucking cut. And I was thinking to myself, all right, so I think they got something with this guy. Don't know if he's gonna last, but he's he's cool. And he just he kept was he was pushing face him. of that company for yeah, a good he was, while. He was their top heel forever, uh-huh. like. Had him, had Rockstar Spud, who's now the GM of 205 Live. Mm-hmm. Had fucking, uh, who's the other big dude that they had in their group? It was like a bigger guy than him. Uh, Tyrus. Mm-hmm. The guy who was the Funkadactyl, 
Fuckasaurus or whatever his name was. Yeah. Yeah, they had him on there and fucking, yeah, managed to make a really good fucking trio out of all those guys. I'm just like, dude. More talent that WWE picked up because fucking mm-hmm. TNA dropped the fucking ball like they always fucking do. Yep. I mean, I, I hear they're doing better now, but, I mean, they didn't do well enough to keep EC3. <laughs> Obviously, he got offered way more money. Uh, to be in WWE. Well, he's very talented, so Vince, you know, has a way of picking off these kind of like real cut. I know if it's yeah, bigger it's Triple H wrestlers. Yeah. He that's Vince's fucking. He gets a boner for that shit every time. Oh so. yeah, yeah. He, he he probably didn't even remember him. It's like Derek, who? What? I, I didn't hire that guy. Here, <laughs> we hired that guy. He's a really good wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking Vince. But um, but yeah, the, the match was like my takeaway from that match was I mean, I love the build up to the story. Like the build up to that match was so. Fun. I love when they were doing the promo in over by the pool and they were both yes. sitting by the pool. And he <laughs> drops him into the pool and you know the dreams all freaking out. He's like, dude, it's three feet of water. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great promo. That's the, hey, that's the moment where we got a wet dream. A wet dream. Velveteen <laughs> dream. Fucking uh, yeah, it was a yeah, it was pretty fun though. I, I think the uh, the moment I wanted to see happen though um, didn't happen, but the Death Valley Driver moment, like you were saying, that was fucking that was pretty badass. All right, so follow up match. Uh, God, we uh, I don't know if we're going out of order or not. Uh, Adam Cole and Ricochet for the yeah. North American title. Yeah, that match. That was an amazing match. That match was pretty cool. It was a great match. You had everything you want. You had fast action. Yeah. You had slow down, grind out action. You had a lot of, a lot of flips and all kinds of jumping over the ropes and just, they went at it. They had several times where they were just knockout, drag out, the kind of wrestling I love. Yeah. And and in the end, Ricochet came out on top, and I believe that it was time for the North American title to change hands. Yeah, and I like the I like the the fact that they changed it with a guy who is like eight I think anyway. This is my just my opinion, but I think Ricochet is AJ Styles level almost. He's not like quite upper echelon, so like he's not exactly up there. I've been but watching he's pretty fucking close. I've been watching him He just needs more TV season time, 1 of Lucha Underground when he was Prince Puma. Yeah, he was awesome in that. And um he was amazing throughout all that, and he just seems to get better and more talented as time goes on. And anybody who can literally run, jump, and do a front flip and land outside on their feet on the middle yeah. is amazing. Yeah, that should have seen the look cool. on Dream's face. If you go back a few few yeah uh, the prior months, the prior pay per view, the build up to that. Oh, that was in cool. one of the NXT yeah. episodes. It was it was amazing. I love their match. Uh, though, I yeah. love the six thirty splash. I'm sorry, but Adam Cole can put somebody over like you wouldn't believe. Oh, oh, Adam he Cole's can put major, himself yeah. over, and he can put other people over. That at was the, the same one. time. He was like him and um, and Red Dragon, which is basically uh, Fish and O'Reilly. Those three guys from ROH were probably the best fucking dudes. I mean, and they had a lot of good. A lot of the most recent acquisitions all came from Ring of Honor. Uh, I mean, Ricochet had been on and off with Ring of Honor before Lucha Underground. The War War Machine <laughs> was a big stable on fucking Ring of Honor for ever, or not forever, but you know, for quite a while. I mean, they were up there with the Briscoes, and that's another team I'm surprised they haven't brought over. Why haven't they brought the Briscoes over? It's crazy. Mm-hmm. 
I'm surprised they didn't. I mean, they wouldn't want to go. I mean, because both of those guys would be big fucking stars in WWE. I mean, I I couldn't even see them being on NXT. They just go right to the main roster. Uh, it's not the way WWE's been doing it lately. They no, really haven't the, been bringing the, yep. anybody straight to the roster. They've been yeah, they pumping really them through the low AJ. leagues and building up their characters before they bring them up. I think, which yeah. is probably the smarter way to do it. Yeah, because it's introducing a new, uh, like a new, because like most of their audience are people who've never watched Indies. Yeah, I was pretty upset yeah. that, that no, there they were no call No, they didn't want AJ's debut on NXT and yeah. waste. But yeah, but the thing, yeah, because I think the thing, the only reason why they even put AJ over is because. Fuck AJ was on TNA. Mm-hmm. And his fan base is 11 fucking. Yeah, like 11 or 12 years? I mean, who wouldn't know who AJ Styles is? I mean, come on. You know, just because WWE is on major television, I mean, fuck. TNA was on major TV for a long time, too. <laughs> Spike TV. Well, Ring of Honor's on major TV. It's just not on until 1230 at night. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, no, Sinclair, I think was uh, Sinclair has it on Access, like, super late at night. Yeah. I think it's on uh, ABC. Oh yeah, at, that's like, right. Twelve or twelve thirty. I love I love watching it too because they on would show Saturday those like nights, those yeah. weird local commercials. Like it was kind of like watching Portland wrestling back in the day. You get all those like, like uh, you get like Billy Jack Hayes fucking talking about Tom Petersons and shit. Bunch <laughs> <Like, laughs> <laughs> of weird ass stuff from back in the day. Yeah, now you got now you got like the Briscoes. Yeah, come to the fucking local. Come to the fucking furniture mart. Uh, God, that shit's fucking weird, but... Yeah, no, they've got a good crop of guys, I think, right now. Um, speaking of good crop of guys... Matt Riddle. Yeah. They yeah. signed Matt Riddle. Yeah, Matt Riddle. Um, and if nobody has seen Matt Riddle, uh, he's been everywhere. He's been on Evolve. He's been on MLW. I think he... On and off on Ring of Honor, maybe? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been all over the place. Uh, he's a good wrestler. He's a he's a legit MMA fighter. Um, he's basically Stoner Kurt Angle, basically RBD Kurt Angle. <laughs> RBD Kurt Angle. <laughs> he's super fucking talented. I think he's I think he's cool. So having him coming over would be pretty neat. Um, there's a couple other guys I could see them pulling in, but right now, I mean, I don't I wouldn't want to see too many of them, you know, because like. How many of these guys are gonna get lost in the shuffle when they get put on the main roster? You know, like where are the other? Who's gonna get booted? Hopefully Roman Reigns, but I <laughs> hopefully doubt Roman it. Reigns. But I doubt it. You know, <laughs> um, it's his golden boy until you know. I hope he takes his ball and goes home one day like Stone Cold. That would be funny. I'd <laughs> be like, you know, I'm part of the fucking. <laughs> I'm not jumping out. I'm part of the anyway family. Damn it! Right, I'm out of here. <laughs> um. I'm gonna go be the rock stuntman. So follow-up match, uh, the women's championship: Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie Sane. I did not. I really wanted Kyrie to win, but I for there were times where I was like, I don't know if they're gonna let her win. I know, but, but she is just damn. The she... match before, I guess uh, the the NXT before. Yeah. She destroyed somebody. Kept doing the elbow drop and pulling them up. Oh, that was um... that was the week. Prior to the takeover, she was going against Aaliyah. And before yeah. the match, Shayna Baszler and Aaliyah were seen in the backstage area cutting a promo. Yeah. Where Shayna Baszler was kind of trying to give her pointers or. She did the same thing whatever with Diana's the deal wife was. the week before, didn't she? And, uh, I, you know, I don't know for sure. I can't, I can't recall that. But, uh, Aaliyah goes out and, and the match happens and. And everything is, you know, 
she, you could tell that she's trying to be a little bit more aggressive, Aaliyah's character. Yeah. And Kyrie Sane is, you know, they're having a match, and then Shayna Baszler comes out to watch from the uh, now commentator table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Kyrie Sane is in, you can tell she's enraged by this, and she is just starts destroying Aaliyah. <laughs> I mean, hitting her with uh, the sliding D and and uh, all of her her repertoire her repertoire and then it comes to the part where she's gonna hit her with the insane elbow so she hits her with the insane elbow and then she looks at Shayna Baszler and then she goes back up to the top hits her with another insane elbow then again stares down Baszler points at her says this will be you climbs up for a third insane elbow then goes in for a pinfall and at two grabs Aaliyah by the hair and pulls her up. Yeah. And then proceeds to give her another insane elbow. Jesus. And then takes her out. Yeah, they um cause like during the match you didn't think she was gonna get it. Just based you know, kinda like what Stavro was saying. It she was getting worked. Like the during the first part of that match, man, like Shayna was picking apart that arm Picking apart her fucking... Uh, and the ending was straight up where she fucking was... Joe versus fucking Finn back in the day when Joe does uh, a Kuna clutch and Finn flipped over and fucking yeah. pinned him. Yeah, she, like, got, she got so lucky because when she did the insane elbow to Shayna, she did it off the middle rope first then went to the top rope. When she did it the second time and she got the fucking, no, you know, she got the two count. You know, it's like, what else are you going to fucking do? That was my finisher. Well, the only other finisher. That was my that, move. <laughs> the one finisher that we haven't really seen out of Kyrie Sane uh, since the Women's Classic. Yeah. The May Young Classic. Or the May Young Classic would be the anchor. It's her submission oh, oh, move. Oh, yeah, that submission move, yeah. And she has not used it yet on NXT. And twice now, she used it against Aaliyah to finish Aaliyah off mm-hmm. in, in the week prior. And she tried to put... Shayna Baszler in it twice. And she the f- got out. Yeah. The first time she's wiggled her way out of it. The second time was like through the ropes. And I would love to, I would love to see that with with the little ropes in play. You have to break it quickly, but just imagine, you know, it'd be great for the show. Yeah. But it, that would have been a really good moment. That's the only the, other move to, she had to come to bring out. Yeah, that that, that would have been a good moment to make you know, Shayna tap, but I don't think they're ready to do that with her yet. Yeah. She'll probably make a comeback and get the belt back soon. Yeah. Or go to the main roster. Yeah. My thought process is this. She will have a contractual rematch. Yeah. Uh, if they really, truly want Kyrie, they're going to push her as the champion, and yeah. Shayna will move on to the roster. Because, yeah, because I would hate to... I mean, she's not great on the mic, but she is good in the ring and, and she's getting better at selling and pair her up with Ronda and, Rousey man you got the beginnings of that and fucking she would, Ronda she would be face, dude. she yeah. would be a perfect candidate for now for Paul Heyman she would yeah oh her yeah Shayna yeah because she cannot talk on the mic well but Paul Heyman would be able to push her Shayna I know she's, <laughs> and she's brutal It'll, it probably too. won't happen but She's br- she would be a good candidate. For she's that. she's brutal. She like the way she performs reminds me a lot of how Pete Dunne does it. Yeah, like just the body just manipulation. The body everything. manipulation exactly, oh and and God. just the in your face. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. 
kind of over to the top heel. Yeah. And I like I like that. I love Pete Dunne. Yeah, Pete Dunne's fucking awesome. I can't wait to renew that Roderick Strong Pete Dunne rivalry again. Oh my god. And right before the main event, uh, there was a promo that was um, a promo video that was put in place of NXT UK. So they're going to be doing something with that UK championship. It's going to be defended at, on a UK specific show. I think they're going to be doing women's this tournament. Sh- well, n- well, no, no, I mean UK women's tournament. They're doing one. Are they? Yep. Oh, nice. They're giving a women United Kingdom Women's Championship. But I want to think that the UK show might end up being on the network. It might be another original program they mm. might actually want to see. Because, uh, like, all the competitors from the UK tournament, they had some guys they probably could have put in there. But for the most part, the guys they actually did have, you know, it was an entertaining show. Mm-hmm. There's know. a couple characters from that that I would love to see come over, but... Uh, Wolfgang. Wolf Wolfgang was a great character. He's one him. of my favorites. Uh, I also like Zack Saber Junior. Oh, yeah, he's he's stuck in this Japan contract. Of course, but oh yeah, he was walking around with three titles here not too long ago. <sighs> Zack, uh, he was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's gonna... a couple guys on the 205 live roster. Yeah, that are from that tournament as well. Yeah, like uh, Bringer, Mark Bringer. <laughs> Mark, I think his name's Mark Anthony or some something like that. The little skinny. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, uh, like long, like long blonde hair on top and shaved on the side. Yeah, he used to be on Impact. Yeah, like he's a long he's pretty time good. And, and yeah, of course, Bringer, who doesn't love a British ginger. Yeah. So gentlemanly. <laughs> not lately. Not lately. Of course, think, they pushed the heel, but I think he's the only reason why they're not going to bring in Marty Skrull because they have the same character on. You know, what I'd love to see on the UK <laughs> show. Huh. Fucking. Noam Dar. Oh, yeah, no shit. He's Scottish. He's just He's Scottish. Yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> He's just making his return back to 205 Live right now. Was he injured? injured. He was injured for... Oh. Uh, he was injured during a match, I want to say, like, four to six months ago. I wonder ago. why Alicia Fox is paired up with fucking... Um, what's her face right now? Um, Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss, yeah. Yeah. So he had some sort oh. of an injury. I can't, I can't remember exactly. I think it was his knee. Because the last couple of matches where he came back... The opponents were kind of attacking his knee and he's lost a little bit. Yeah, because that's another guy. But he's very talented. That's another guy who does the body Brian Kendrick really good. should be uh, coming back here pretty soon. Brian Kendrick is back. He's, he's yeah. in part of that click. from the He's, in the, <laughs> he's <laughs> in the heel click on 205 Live with with Bringer, uh and uh, what's the The no-fly zone? Uh, yeah. Uh, the guy that just had Gulak. the type, Yeah, Gulak. Gulak uh, yeah, Drew yeah. Gulak. I was kind of hoping for him to win, actually. Well, you know... I, I actually liked the pairing of him and Arya Davari when they were doing that for a little bit. That was funny. Because like, Arya is such a fucking... He's such a prick. Yep. And then, <laughs> <laughs> but didn't they bring back Sean? Did they, did they actually bring... I haven't watched 205 in a while. Uh, I haven't been keeping up on it much. I just catch pieces of it here and there. Because I know when they did but, the... Uh, I When they did the show in Iran... Um, they had a match where it was Sean and Arya. Um, or, yeah. Or, or, or that no, was, well, uh, not a match, but a spot where they got beat was, up by the other guys. That was the uh, greatest Royal Rumble event in Jeddah. That's what it was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was in Saudi Arabia, and they brought them out in there. Iranian, Saudi Arabia. So and all the Saudi Arabian people were pissed because they're, you know, Iranian, and they were talking... They were talking shit, basically, about how Iran's the greatest country and all this crap. Yeah. You know, pushing them over as super. Of course, yeah. 
you know, surprised, surprised nobody got shot during that day. <laughs> <you know? laughs> like Actually, if you looked at that city, it was gorgeous. Oh, yeah, it was a nice city. That's a town. That crowd was super into it. That too. town is very, very similar to the climate of Las Vegas or Phoenix. Really? Very, it's super very fucking similar. hot. Very hot. And then they got that show coming in Australia. That's going to be called. Uh, oh, yeah, they just got uh, done with that. What is Super that Star called? Star Something or Other. Yeah. Let me look that up. Right It'll here. be like the last. Uh, the last time that Australia will see um, Undertaker versus Triple H, they had that last that last chance match or whatever. We've already seen it, but they haven't seen it yet. So even though everybody's got the internet you know. and the network, but from um, what I hear, Australia has really shitty internet. So. They're calling it the Super Showdown. Super Showdown. The Super Showdown in Australia. Mm. Yeah, we're gonna see quite a few. Quite a few people. It's going to be one of those pay-per-views that's on at like 9 o'clock in the morning on a Friday probably again or something mm-hmm. stupid like that. So I wonder if the Japanese version of that is going to be Super Bandaru! You know? The thing I hate though, <laughs> when they do shows like that, all they get fucking whiny, fucking crying-ass little Americans like, why don't we get it at this time? We get them all the, the time. The, when the rest of the world has to deal with that shit all the fucking time. Dude, yeah, no first of all, doubt. I don't really care what time it comes on. I'll just make sure I can watch it. Yeah, I'm sure. at 3 o'clock in the morning. I'll go to bed at 7. That's all you got to do, people. Not that hard. I'm not going to front. I like to watch them live so I don't get shit ruined. Because sometimes when I know know what happens in a match, I might not want to watch it. I got to turn off. And like, dude, watch it at a later time. And don't pay attention to that high fructose corn we call Facebook, okay? I do not pay attention (laughs) to Facebook. I I actually need to turn off notifications on my iPad so I stop seeing them. Because I, I get spoilers all fucking day, and I'm like, I don't want to read that. I don't want to read that. Oh goddamn it! I accidentally read that. Uh, then I gotta go watch it. Uh, but and you're like, damn you, Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, uh, shit. This means that Australia is pretty far ahead of us. And I, I would literally think that it's gonna be a Friday like noon or yeah. earlier start. Probably even earlier. Probably. Uh, you know, but like regardless, <laughs> it, you know, I'll watch it because what else am I going to do? Yeah. You know, it's, it's something else. It's something new. It's I, something I, I'm a wrestling fan. I really kind of do enjoy it when they do these big pay-per-views outside of the country. They're, they tend to be better shows. They tend to be bringing in legends and, and attracting a lot of the older guys to come back and along with the new guys. Yeah. And you mix them together and you get sometimes you get a great product. Sometimes you get a match with two really old guys that shouldn't be wrestling anymore, you know. So so, speak, but, so speaking of that classic feel, NXT's uh or Takeover Brooklyn 4's main event. Tommaso fucking Ciampa, who I consider to be one of the best fucking heels now. He's a super heel. Versus. He's a superhero. Versus. He doesn't even need fucking music. He, that's his music or booze. His music is booze, yeah. Uh, versus, um, yeah, he does it better than Dolph. I know. He just proved it. Like, he proves oh, it every, all the he time. He makes Dolph look like a bitch. Fuck yeah, because Dolph can't help Dolph that. still has his music like, after he comes walking out with his little gay little leather jacket on and his little queer little fucking hair. I love Dolph Ziggler. He's a great wrestler, but I hate his character. It's absolutely terrible. Yeah. The guy is he can't do smug. He just Yeah, he does, he's Shawn Michaels light, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. No no knock on Shawn Michaels. We're not Bill. But <laughs> Shawn, But Shawn Michaels light, I don't know. 
I mean, but anyway, yeah, Tommaso Ciampa and fucking Gargano, great fucking match. It was entertaining from bell to bell. Had a questionable ending for some of us, but uh, for the most part, I like seeing a match where they just take it to the next level. The, the, you, can, the, the, you can tell how intense their rivalry has been. Even if you hadn't watched it previous, they were pulling out every fucking uh, thing they could poss- possibly pull out. Ripping off fucking canvas, ripping off the fucking mats from down below, fucking stacking tables on each other in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crutch beaten across yeah. his back and broken four fucking times. Fuck yeah. Steel chair, fucking... Running steel chair with a knee. Uh, mm-hmm. That was a Stavro Handcuffs. move. Right <laughs> that was a Stavro move right there. I fucking saw that and I was like, yep, Smackdown. Johnny Gargano got a bit of... Got a bit of ret- uh, retribution by taking Tommaso Ciampa's face into the screen. Oh, yeah, here's your question. Who attacked Aleister Black? I think it was fucking Gargano. I think it was, too. I want to think that our Gargano was just... He wanted Ciampa all to himself. He was like, nobody gets it. Just me. It, but you, just me! But with that point of view... He didn't even want that skew, you could You could say the same thing for Tommaso Ciampa. That's true, yeah. He, maybe he wanted Johnny Gargano all himself but they, they made it into this gigantic shit show promo on NXT yeah. the week the week prior yeah. that it could have been all these different wrestlers were seen it started off with Gargano walking in going past uh, Regal on his way out the door and then you see a, a convertible car with all four members of the industry yeah. era <laughs> they pull out then you know as as Regal's running over to see uh, what's going on with Aleister Black? You see Lars Sullivan in the background walking away. You see Shayna Baszler. You see it was Shayna which, Baszler. Yeah, <laughs> why would why would Shayna Baszler attack Aleister Black? Maybe he told she her that sucked she sucked his dick so hard he fucking injured him. Okay. Oh, <laughs> ugly girls suck dick good. Let's put it that. They don't get him in their mouth that often. Anyways, uh, and then they you know they, built, they went on to a few other characters. Oh um, no! But in the end, I would probably cons. I would probably say it's a 75% chance that it was most likely Tommaso Chan. It was Triple H. Could have been Triple H, yeah. <laughs> Nobody said his name. Yeah, yeah, no. No, it was Triple H blowing him. Okay, no. Oh, no, no. Nobody gets greedier in Triple H. Anyways. Give so, me that cum! Give it, me that cum! I will admit, I was very upset that Aleister Black was not in this match, but I would consider this a way of writing out maybe he got some kind of little injury or something. Yeah. And, and and to be honest with you, this is a good bookend for their storyline so that if we do bring Alistair back or if They'll probably just, bring him to the main roster like they did McIntyre. Yeah. I'm going to tell but, you but this. If, but if they do keep Alistair Black like they kept Finn Balor for as long as they did, if he does come back, this will be a really good way to slide back in, you know, kind of that he's come back. He's had time to rest. He's had time to meditate. Now he's going to kick in fucking Tommaso Ciampa's face. Then he goes over to the UK, takes that title, comes over to the NXT and takes that title to be the first ever UK NXT champion. Yep. That would be awesome, but I don't see that happening. Yeah. Uh, I don't see them putting Maybe the two titles together to be held together. For, uh, they. When is the last time the cool, WWE though. even did that? Like, when's the last time there was a WWE champion and an Intercontinental champion or US champion or... A tag champion and a singles. Uh, Seth Rollins. Actually, uh, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, yeah. 
Yeah, because he was NXT champion and um, US, champion. US champion from Cena, and he had the both belts on both shows, so we were, like, carrying him around. And then he lost the title. Yeah, he fan. lost it, yeah. He didn't have it for long, but no. he had it. Yeah. But they but they don't do it too often. They only pick certain guys to do it. Like, yeah, Seth Rollins did it, Kevin Owens did it. It's the wrestlers that can do it. Yeah. The, well, yeah, it's the guys that the can really good hang heels in. and mm-hmm. Really good. Yeah, and that, Alistair's one of those guys. He's he, But I don't know if he could do... Because he, he seems like he's got one character. He's like 90s Undertaker. You know, he's just... Whether he's good or bad, he's still... Well, he's got all those like, tattoos. He's yeah. got the devil on on his back or whatever, you know. Yeah. I, I love his character. Yeah. I absolutely love his character. And he is... To like me, he's going to come out to me, No Way Jose or something. He you was know? actually one of the few... To guys. me, he has that iconic sort of look, look and yeah. feel to his Like they're always going to remember him. Like... like yeah, exactly. I, that that shuffle fucking back kick that he does, fucking beautiful. Yeah. And I honestly, when um when I first saw him as Tommy End, I never ever thought he was going to be in WWE. He was he was one of those guys like Marty Skrull. Oh, I'm not going there. Fuck that. And then all of a sudden he's here. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. No, they had him in the UK tournament first, and then they brought him over. Yeah. Yeah. He it was, was just a special match in the UK tournament. It was surprisingly that he wasn't in the UK tournament. He well, he would have won it with thing. ease. Yeah. And they wanted to push or Tyler, would have been Tyler Bate had to lose in the yeah. final. and Pete Dunne. They wanted to put those guys up to the final. Like, yeah. And you had Wolfgang, and, and I forget what uh, that, that shorter guy that I was talking about uh, earlier. No, uh, no, 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 the, the English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's going to come to me eventually. It's going to so hit me. Mark yeah. Anthony or Mark Andrews. Mark, Mark Andrews, Andrews yeah. that's what his name is. Yeah. Yeah, so those were the final four guys in that UK tournament. Um, and so you you know they wanted to push younger talent with that. Oh yeah. Uh, that's what that whole tournament was really all about, anyway. Yeah. But you know, Alistair could have easily destroyed, and and he didn't and even he, have the yeah no shit. Well, he's got the height advantage on most of them, and then and the skills with his feet, he's got deadly feet and striking. Yeah. And, and he's he's just one of those guys. Like I said, his character is very iconic. And I don't see them ever really changing. His music is good. His entrance is great. His entrance is on point. Oh, and it's pretty damn good on the mic, cool. too. It's not bad on the mic. Oh, I think his best mic work was against Selena Vega. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was beautiful. Uh, so, overall, I I grade the the TakeOver Brooklyn as, an, as a B. I mean, there, there could have been more... Matches. More matches and more content and, and yeah, because but like, I will admit even they though they could have had another women's match, they could have they could have done the War Raiders versus Heavy Machinery. Yeah, as a there was a lot match. of talented talented guys in NXT that they did not use at all. Yeah, that's true. Cassius Ono, yeah, yeah. like you were saying, well, the War the Raiders. They, they fucking uh, like, where the fuck was Oscar? The Mighty, uh, Heavy Machinery. Um, I mean, there's a lot of guys that they could have called on. Yeah, that's true. Um, it, but I was coming into the Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa match kind of on the side of feeling like I've seen this maybe they've times. overdone this. It's kind of yeah. like having a fucking stake six days in a row on that sixth day. It's, well, it's kind of yeah, like, but the thing is, their rivalry 
it's is great. It is great. Yeah. And and it has roots from before they were ever in NXT. Yeah, it's, it's exactly like the uh, Kevin Owens, um, Sami Zayn rivalry. Exactly. It's exactly like that one. Um, but I feel like that or, or match... Joe, or Joe and fucking... Uh, AJ. AJ, yeah. Rounding back to my point, um, I feel like the Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa ending yeah. left me wanting more. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And I don't want more, but it left me wanting more. Like, Gargano could have got up. Like they could have kept a, going. Throw them two in an Iron Man match. In a real Iron Man match. 60-minute Iron Man match. Yeah. I, don't, I think they could do it. I mean, I think... Um, they only do 30 now, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even though it, most matches... Most the, really good matches go 30 minutes. I think it's uh, the attention span of the fans. Over, <laughs> overall, I feel like the, the build-up into TakeOver is going to help them build up more and on forth into the next. Oh, yeah, totally. That they definitely left, a left enough meat on the bone to keep you wanting to chew. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to the to the NXT after uh they'll be in in Brooklyn again on Wednesday and then they'll go back to full sale. But I'm I'm looking forward to seeing uh who shows up and what happens afterwards because mm-hmm. there's a lot left and and War Raiders they're they're ready to go. After the Undisputed Era, that's going to be a great rivalry. I see the Undisputed Era getting called up here sooner than later. Well, they're already two-time champions, and they all four of members of of that are very well versed. Already been around the world, all really talented guys, all still young in their career, as far as their age goes. I, I believe Bobby Fish is the oldest one of the group, and then Kyle O'Reilly, and then. Got Adam Cole and Roddy yeah. Strong. Um, I feel like there's a lot of, a lot of direction they can go with those guys. They could keep them together, or they could split them up. There's, they could do a lot of things. So yeah, I, I definitely could see them moving. Yeah, I just see on. a new stable coming in. You know. Yeah. yeah. That's but how, it took them forever to put Sanity back on on the show. Well, forever. Sanity's not complete until Nikki Cross is back with uh, Sanity. I'm a little crazy fucking bitch. Yeah, dude, she's fucking great. Until they do complete sanity, I'm going to be upset. But she is and has been doing uh, shows, shows with, Smackdown. with SmackDown. And so it's only inevitable. She'll be back with the group soon enough. Um, yeah, I hope so. So overall, uh, I, I'm going to give it a B. Uh, what did you think of it, Ryan? Um, overall, see, only because like I thought the uh, metal matches, you know, like the... North American title match and the women's match could have gone a little bit longer because um, I was kind of with you on length. Uh, overall, because of match quality, I would also rate it a B. Not giving them the perfect score, but the main event blew me away. Oh, absolutely. The main event was what made my grade go up to a B. I think. And title changes. It had a lot of. It did. Like, have... Except for the main event. Yeah. It and had two title changes, right? Yeah. Yeah, two, two of the four got changed. Yeah. At least it wasn't one of the pay-per-views where none of them changed hands. I know, those always get irritating. But I want to say that overall, the Gargano-Champa match was probably better than any of the matches on the, on both cards. And that's saying a lot, you know, that's really saying a lot. Uh, what do you think, Stavro? B. Basically agree with it. 
Mm. Yeah, it was, it was definitely a good card overall. I mean, I I couldn't get enough of it. I mean, kind of like what you're saying, Scuba, it was like the match really just kind of left you on the edge and, want, and you want more after after you've seen it. It's like, shit. can't believe this is the last match. Is it? Yeah, I know. Well, it was like, was. like two six, hours. 6.30 or so it was over. Yeah. You know, and when you first start the pay-per-view of at four o'clock, right? I wonder four if four o'clock start. Yeah, I kind of. There was a bit of talking, a little bit of promo. You know, you got build up. So yeah. the actual card itself, the actual matches were probably less than two hours in length combined. Hmm. All right, so SummerSlam. Some of the matches were good. Some of the matches were meh. Uh, uh, what were the pre-show matches? Uh, the pre-show matches. The first match was Rusev and Lana versus Al- Didn't even pay attention. Andrade Cien Alas and Zelina Vega. I and, unfortunately didn't go back and watch that, but I read about it. Okay, so I did watch this match, and honestly, uh, Rusev and Almas, they did a great job. Lana has improved her, her in-ring ability. Um, and Zelina Vega, she's just a thief. We all know that. So she yeah. found a way to win the match, and it was it was not I bad. I love that woman. It was not I a bad too. outcome, in my opinion. <laughs> Nobody can but, pull off fucking the uh, Queen of the Damned fucking cosplay like that woman right there. Fuck yeah. Mexican Trish Stratus is so hot. Overall, uh, it was not a great match, though. I would definitely uh, not... Recommend going back and like half the time. Rusev watch. and fucking Almas, you could put them on the main show and they'd probably have a great match. Oh, they'd have a, an outstanding match. Both of them are very talented. Maybe it's just the interference of having both of the women there. It was a filler match for the pre show. It, it, it was just a quick build up a couple of weeks before mm. the SummerSlam. What, so. what was after that? Um, the B team versus the Revival. I was very mad. I wanted the Revival to win. I'm sick. The Revival are. One of the best pure tag teams in the fucking got on the WWE, and but I, they have had injury problems. I agree. It is kind of weird. Um, don't get me wrong. I love B team. B team. Go go go. Don't get me wrong. I love them. Yeah. But just eh, they're funny. Yeah, they're they funny. funny. I mean, overall, in my opinion, Raw's titles and title holders coming into SummerSlam mm-hmm. was a fucking joke. Yeah, and they're still and a fucking joke. Except for seven I had re- I had respect for the Intercontinental Championship. I always have respect for the Intercontinental Championship. Dolph Ziggler, definitely deserving of a title. Especially when he had the title on his fucking wardrobe. <laughs> Did he? Uh, yeah. yeah, he had an Intercontinental title across the waistband of the front of his pants. All right, so we'll get there. Uh, Cedric Alexander versus Drew Gulak for the Cruiserweight Championship. I wanted Gulak to win, but of course it was probably it was still a decent match. Sadly, I missed this best, match. Best pre-show match. Because I think his heel persona on 205 Live needs to be elevated because with that title. Because with that title, he then has even more bragging rights. You see, I persevered as champion. Now I am the current champion. There's no need for flying. There's no need for acrobatics. We'll keep this simple and on the ground. PowerPoint presentation, please. And then they start the whole thing on the twenty on the ninety-nine steps of how Drew Gulak became two oh five lives cruiserweight champion. <laughs> and now don't get me wrong, I definitely like Drew Gulak. I am a Drew Gulak fan. I yeah. love what he does. I do too, yeah, he's funny. One of the but, best actually gimmicks two oh fives come up with. 
Oh, I know, yeah. Since Neville left 205 Live, Cedric Alexander is the premier talent yeah. on 205 Live. Oh, and yeah. he is very deserving of the title. Yeah. He, so he works hard. He's on almost nearly every show. So oh, as far as for at least being a fighting champion and willing oh, yeah. to put that, that title on the line, I appreciate Cedric Alexander. Uh, I am sad that I didn't get to see that match. I had some business to attend to. I missed that match. Probably have to go back and watch that one. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't see any of the pre-show matches. And then that was the final pre-show? So they opened with the IC title. Which, which like, they have what? been doing for the last quite a few pay-per-views. So that's uh, Dolph versus Seth Rollins. Yeah, and which it, totally blew my whole fucking... Stavro was... Dean Ambrose going heel. Well, you were right. You were just one day early. No, uh, WrestleMania 35 will be the Shield versus each other. Boo. Nobody wants to see that. Already it's... been predicted. It will happen. Ugh. Ugh. Please. Why did they have to do that? Uh-huh. Didn't we already have that match? Anyways, <laughs> so not to spoil, we have to continue on with SummerSlam. We can't really talk about what happened on Raw. Blah, blah, blah. Who cares? I went back and watched this match the next day because, like I was saying earlier, I had missed the match prior in this match due to having business to attend to. Yeah. So when I watched this match the next day, I was I was actually blown away by the by the match. This was a great match that should deserved to be near the end of the show. But the reason they did that is to raise the bar. For everybody else exactly. on the show. I get that. Yeah. But this match really did deserve to be higher up near the main event. Because no, they had to raise the bar, but surprisingly, they, the put on a, <laughs> they put on a fantastic match. That's why this that's why his pay-per-view was everywhere. They put on oh, a, yeah. there was no bar to be set. They put on a great match. Dean Ambrose was great on the outside. So yeah. was Drew McIntyre. They they had some back and forth throughout the match. Of course, ending in them trying to interfere eventually in the end. Mm. However, uh, I was very happy with the outcome. Seth Rollins is an amazing wrestler. Yeah. He's an amazing talent. He has charisma. He's great on the mic. He's great in the ring. Okay, now he's, I, a, he's now, deserving of having a title. Now I found the proper list. <laughs> he's, he's deserving of the title. So was Dolph, though. So either way this match would have turned out, I wouldn't have been upset. Yeah. But I see McIntyre getting into the IC title picture yeah. within the next pay-per-view or two. So see, so um second match was the tag or was the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match the the Hammer Brothers <laughs> <laughs> the Super Mario Brothers versus uh the New Day. And this yeah. match was an excellent match. The Kane Hardy brothers are always fun to watch because they beat the fucking shit out of everybody. Like, yeah, I love the way they tag each other in. <laughs> I know they hit each other. It's fucking awesome. Like the New Day put on a show. The Bludgeon Brothers put on a show. So, I just so, was very upset with the great ending. match, bad ending. Really? DQ Bludgeon Brothers use their hammers. Yep, I found it. Yeah. In their hammer pants. Um, in their hammer pants. So they, and then they dance like MC Hammer all the way up. <laughs> really? That'd be super funny. Yeah, the, the thing that gets me about the Bludgeon Brothers is that they look like a combination. Like, it, somebody took the classic Hardy Boys outfit and mixed it with classic Kane's outfit. 
Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of like a weird mishmash and, of both uh, of those outfits. Xavier Woods had a beautiful elbow drop off the top to the outside. Oh, yeah. God, that guy, he, he can jump. He, so he was, he's got some length to his He jump. was setting up wow. to do his springboard elbow drop where he jumps near, you know, about three quarters of the way across the ring or whatever. Jesus. And, <laughs> and we, and we uh, thought Kofi could fly. It was, uh, it was Luke Harper, correct? Uh, did it I think so. Okay, so Luke Harper rolls out, rolls out of the ring and onto the floor. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, is Xavier Woods turns his body and just launches. And it's so Basically beautiful. to the other side of the ring. Damn near into the steel. Almost, he nearly oh. hit the steel stairs on the other side. Jesus. With, but he hit him with this elbow drop, and it was a thing of beauty. Not completely to the stairs, but most of the goddamn way. I, I might have to go back and watch that. Cause like, I didn't like, it was a good match, but just the fucking DQ at the end. And then let's go to the following match, which is... Braun Strowman <coughs> versus Kevin Owens. For the, I guess for the Money in the Bank briefcase? Yep. This was the first squash of the night. <laughs> well, it's Braun Strowman, and somebody Kevin had to Owens get those hands. Kevin Owens got one offensive maneuver in, and all it did was piss Braun Strowman off. He did a off. kick to him, and all it did is piss Strowman off. Yeah, that's it. And the rest was Braun, he left, monster in the bank, go on. Jesus Christ. The, I will say yeah, this. Yeah, minute 54. <laughs> this was one of the most beautiful choke slams. I have ever seen Kevin Owens take. Yeah. He was chokeslammed onto the steel and bounced off the ramp. It do, was beautiful. Do you, think they'll get, do you think they'll give another spot to the Big Show when he comes back so that he gets an opportunity to try to show up? Even Braun had some of the best big man matches I've ever fucking seen. Well, they're about the same height, too. I mean, yeah, like, no, well, they fucking actually wrestled, like, technicians and shit. Wow. Yeah, they were really good. You know, like, because I had a couple matches they had before his hip went out. Yeah, and he broke like, the dude, ring. And they, like, then they the broke one the ring, the ring in and mm. stuff, yeah. Kinda superplex. Braun Strowman superplex. Mm. Uh, uh, big show and off the, the top thing. rope. And, oh, Jesus. and they completely broke the ring down. It was, it was beautiful. Wow. And I think that was one of the, that was one of the, the best ball. referee flops I've ever seen yeah, in my life. Yeah, the ref the hardest ball. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> so we, you could see, see the ring was was. Meant Rigged. to do that, mm. and it it happens, and the referee just like crumples. He almost like, turns, like oh, wow. crumples and then just flips. It's just beautiful. <laughs> I mean, oh, all right. So the follow up match to that is the SmackDown's Women's Championship match, which is a triple threat against with Carmella as the champion against Charlotte Flair and the last kicker, Becky Lynch. Sadly. It hurts me to say this, but this is the best match uh, Carmella's ever been in because, well, it was the other two girls that made it good. Um, like, yeah. dude, Carmella came out and it looked like she was wearing fucking pajamas. Fuck yeah. And then uh. she ripped them off and it was like pink everywhere. And... I love watching her wearing almost nothing. It's just, mm, she looks so good in it. Yeah, but look at her with no makeup on. Wow, oh my god. Mm. Eh, that's a lot of women. <laughs> yeah, I know, but she's, she puts a lot of makeup this on. This match mm. had... Everything you want from a Phoenix splash off the top to the outside, fucking. It had everything you want from a women's match. They they were competitive. They they pulled off maneuvers well. They, One of the two girls won that I wanted to win, and we had a great fucking heel turn. And the fucking crowd loved it because they were like almost pissed yes, off that it wasn't happening. They yeah, were, they were like booing when they hugged, and then fucking she went to town, and the crowd's like, yeah. <laughs> Because everybody wants to see Becky Lynch as a heel. But the thing is, 
If she ever would have won the title, mm-hmm. there would have been a heel turn no matter what. Now, I think it's if a, she won it, Charlotte would have gone heel. And storyline wise, this is also a really great setup because in NXT, Becky Lynch was a face, and then she turned heel and joined Charlotte's stable, and then eventually turned on Charlotte. Um, so it's like almost like a perfect kind of, kind of, um, kind of three, you know, like around the world kind of three sixty deal, mm-hmm. where you're getting like a, a similar thing happening. Similar storyline, different. Different, yeah, different direction. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, and honestly, I like Becky as a heel. She's a fun heel. Yeah. Yeah, she's sexy. <laughs> Uh, all right, our follow-up match to that: AJ Styles as the oh, WWE your daddy champion match. Oh. versus <laughs> Samoa fucking Joe. Who's your daddy? Oh my god, I that love, was great. Now like I love out of the it. crowd. And he said something right on the mic right as he got in. He's like, "Ladies uh, and gentlemen, we have a special guest here." Points out AJ's wife <laughs> holding the and daughter. Kids. Oh my god. Yeah, that was that was pretty funny. Like I think Joe, Joe deserves so many awards. That was a good match. He's though. such a good promo, and and yeah, that was an awesome match. I remember like there was a match they had. I think it was at Destination X in TNA. Mm-hmm. Was it for the X Division? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that was, that was fucking, fucking sick. Match. It was a great. We match. were actually watching clips of their old matches. And they were doing almost the same thing in the fucking ring. Yeah. It was a great oh, match, but AJ Styles damn near broke Joe when he almost dropped him trying to do the Styles Clash. Oh, oh dude, Joe pulled his head up right in time. And, but he's done that so many times. They know each other. He knows when to fall. He knows when to pull his head up. Yeah, and, and then he made know, it look really good. He was about to drop him. And then when Joe said that shit at the end of the match about their fucking something just snapped in AJ. He said, I'll be your new daddy. Oh, yeah. And AJ Styles... Took Lost a steel it. chair and beat the fucking shit First out of Samoa Joe. First, jumped on him and they went through the fucking barrier. Yep. Then he grabbed the chair and started beating the shit out. Pulled the fucking, all the shit down. I was like, fuck it, AJ. Yeah, AJ he just went yeah. I loved it. I want some heel AJ styles. Oh, I love heel AJ and I love face AJ. That's one thing I love about AJ. He can pull them both off no matter what. Yeah. You love them. Just like Triple H. Because he's like a cocky ass prick when he's a heel. And then the fact like, that. Yeah, he knows how good he is when yeah. he's a face. But he's not as cocky yeah. when he's a heel. When he's a heel, he's I'm the best in the fucking world and bring your shit. Yeah, that's where the whole phenomenal thing came from, I think. I mean, well, even he was kind of a face when he first came into TNA. But, oh, yeah. Uh, but he was heel for a while, quite a while. Mm-hmm. I think that was before Jeff Jarrett was on top. Or oh, during the period God. of time when Jeff Jarrett was on top. He just kicked me in the dick every time you say that fucking name. Double G. <laughs> Speaking of Double J, our next match is Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. Oh, I call this like a motherfucker. Oh my god, this is so great. So it's 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 a clash of styles. Student versus teacher, kind of. Um, kind of. Not really, because like Miz had been in the industry a couple years, and Daniel Bryan had been in the industry at that point for ten years. You know, he was the American Dragon. I think he was an Amer- He was the American Dragon longer than the Miz had been wrestling at that. Point. Well, the way they promoted it with them all the way back to NXT when oh. it was pro and rookie. Yeah, that was like, so funny. Like the 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 whole buildup. Like I'm sorry, but they have one of the best rivalries I've seen in years. Yeah, it's great. It's just because like because the Miz pulls off that like I'm better than that you. Brash, cocky, yeah. fucking. Maurice giving Miz a pair the of brass knuckles. knuckles during the match. Yeah, that was. Uh, but there was that one part where the Miz was trying to do the yes kicks. Yeah. Because he's stolen them for yeah, so long, yeah, and yeah. Daniels just 
kicking his arm and his fucking legs like coming back and, yeah. and, and it was fucking great but the Miz is the Miz and the Miz is from Ohio so he's awesome yeah he is awesome he's one of the most awesomest ever even though he says California but yeah Hollywood whatever uh-huh. every year I see him on the fucking in NFL Network talking about yeah I got the Browns this year They're, my Browns are going to win it this year <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> They're going to win a game. They ain't going to the Super Bowl. Like Bill said, last year they ran the perfect fucking... They were perfect last year, 0-16. Yeah, perfectly getting the first... That's eight. a perfect record. But I just love the fact that... Because a lot of people were kind of pissed off about this, but I love the fact that Daniel Bryan, you know, because he's like seemingly the underdog. He's been out of commission for a while. He's making this uh, triumphant return... He's got this, like, uh, meteoric rise back up to where, you know... Oh, they're going to wrestle again, and Brian's going to win the next one. Yeah. But the fact that The Miz won, I love that so With much. brass knucks. Yes. He Classic. cheated. Classic. Fucking that just cheated. paves the way for uh, Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella versus Miz and Maurice at WrestleMania or something stupid yeah, like that. That's yeah. what it's doing. Uh-huh. We don't. We don't need another Bella. In the well, ring. it's gonna well, we happen. We don't need another Bella in the ring. I didn't even like when they came out with the Ronda Rousey match. You know. Oh, they're gonna be at this women's pay per view. What's You're the next match? Like... All right. So our next two matches are the War of Paints. First match <laughs> is Demon Finn Balor versus Constable Corbin. I love how Corbin was all freaked out. Oh, I know. He's, uh, he's like, like, I didn't sign up for this. What's this? <laughs> he's all like pointing at the I ring. I remember like, you from NXT. You never lost. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the the his ver- his uh, incarnation of the demon this time around was really cool looking, like it always is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always he even like, had teeth on his fist. Yeah, I love <laughs> that. That was fucking badass. Um, and the fact that you know he had this nice slow ass entrance all the way up to the ring. Um, and then just the fact, he's, the way he took out Corbin in this match, too. It was uh, the second ball. squash of the night. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he took Corbin out in what? A minute 29. Minute, minute 29. Yeah. Clocked in. It, it was just a nice, quick, fun match just to get you ready for the next one where we could have sworn Jeff Hardy killed himself. <laughs> Jeff Hardy killed himself. Shinsuke him. Nakamura versus Jeff Hardy for the United States Championship. What the fuck was Jeff thinking? <laughs> he was thinking, I'm going to send on this motherfucker on the apron. There was even a tweet from well, JR the following night saying that he didn't think that needed to happen. <laughs> he was like, didn't think that needed to happen. He's like, I have been emotionally invested in Jeff Hardy since I first brought him in. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that didn't need to happen. And I don't agree with him really because I kind of like watching Jeff hurt himself. But There were so many, like just, there were a couple of those fucking aprons we forgot to call, but there was like oh, one yeah. every other match. Yeah, they were just brutalizing people on that area. Finn Balor and... Uh, we forgot to mention how Kevin Owens takes the fucking greatest shoulder blocks in all the world. He does. Did he, did he like? Did he, he bounce did. off of him the same way most Dude, people... he bounced, he hit him, he bounced off the fucking barrier, did a flip, and then landed on the ground, dude. Oh, jeez. That was beautiful. But anyways, yeah, that match was that was eh, it was okay. It wasn't nothing spectacular. It, it was you know it had some good spots. The ending that you know you're like, oh my god, Jeff is Jeff dead again? <laughs> and and he wouldn't have lost had he not done that. You know, uh, you know, in actuality, not really according to what they planned, but in actuality, if the match was a legit match, you know, it's like 
he would he should have never done something dumb like that. But at the same time, it's good for the story because you know Shinsuke now has this rep of never losing to people and cheating every fucking time. Which he, he tried the low blow and missed. Yeah, he didn't even have to. Get, <laughs> yeah, because like Jeff danced out of it. Did you see that shit? He's like, and then he's like fucking pulling off fucking Shinsuke. That was fucking great. I love that. Uh, but yeah, match went about ten minutes and. So we got the women's championship on Raw, Ronda Rousey versus Alexa Bliss. I only got one thing to say. I still think it's too early. Yep. I still think it's too early. Something needed to happen during that match with Alicia Fox that should have prevented Ronda from becoming the champion. Something needed to happen. But it didn't. It didn't fucking happen. And then she had that crazy ass makeup on. Oh, I know. Actually, did you see the memes uh, from the next day? Yeah, I saw the one you sent with... Uh, it's like the Nightman comparison to the fucking uh, Ronda Rousey. Who, who does it better? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Mac. Um, Mac it's not people. really her fault the makeup they put her in, but it definitely did make her... They're trying to make they, her look they like do fire. This, they kind of do the same thing with Shannon Baszler, where they give her the dark hair, the dark yeah. makeup, try to make her look They also can stop giving fucking Ronda Rousey fucking cornrows. Yeah, she looks stupid. Yes. Um, I think she. I think that's her though, because she did that in UFC also. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, tonight was like weird makeup night for the women, because like Becky Lynch had weird fucking makeup. I mean, everybody had weird makeup up until this match. Everybody but but Charlotte. Say this, with Alexa Bliss being basically double jointed, oh, that was the best so- looking armbar ever. Yeah, she made she sold that shit really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I it looked painful. It looked really painful. What do you think of that match? I loved the match. I mean, they they both showed us something in it. Yeah. It wasn't just a quick squash. No. At least yeah. there was some a lot of back competitiveness and in it, and yeah. I loved the armbar. The armbar was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, we've seen this in the past with Alexa Bliss. We know she's double jointed. She's done a couple things throughout the storyline with her that with her arm where yeah. it was like bent backwards and yeah beautiful so I like her for that but uh, you know I like I like you were saying it is too early for Ronda to be the champion yeah I think she but she is a good face for the women's revolution and that's oh. why she is yeah champion. that's true that is true I mean cause like right now um Especially with the women's pay-per-view coming up. Because, like, right now, more than ever, they're really kind of proving... They're, like, all the other women in, on the roster are really kind of helping Ronda hide all those weaknesses that, you know, we know she has. We know she can't pull off the ultimate tech, you know, technician, which is probably why we'll never see her and Charlotte in the match for a while. It'll probably be almost a year before they ever touch. Um, if, if they it, do, they're both on other shows yeah. right now, so it would have to be, like, the... Clash of Champions pay per view where they yeah where they have the champion Survivor versus series. champion move yeah, yeah maybe that series, too yeah. yeah or maybe even the Royal Rumble or you know next year but year's if Rumble. she's champion at Survivor Series she won't be in the Survivor Series match yeah nope. that's true um but yeah it just I don't know it just kind of feel it felt a little early but at the same time it, yeah I'll agree with you guys it was a really good match um, for as short as it was now. I know we're going to have a major split on this one, but I'm only picking a side because it's funny. Oh, and I got some news for you motherfuckers. The main fucking event of SummerSlam, which is probably the worst main event we've ever seen. The lame event. Brock, the lame, the lame event. event. Brock Lesnar as the champion versus Roman Reigns. Roman pains because it's painful to watch him. 
Okay, so I'll say this. Better Roman Reigns right now than later. Because they give it to him at WrestleMania. Fuck, fuck everything. Just fuck everything. They give it to him at WrestleMania. But he has it now. He has an opportunity to lose it to somebody cooler. Like Kevin Owens. Or Braun Braun Strowman. Brock didn't lose it. His shoulder was up. Yeah, but you know they're going to give it away just because, you know, Brock's going to, you know, he's doing a UFC match. You can say Um, the same thing about the match that they had in Jeddah, where Roman's feet clearly hit the fucking floor first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's true. I'm not really gonna. Reason, okay, I don't want to argue Vince semantics is a genius about it because he made Braun Strowman come out because everybody was getting ready to fucking walk the fuck out. Goddamn right. There yeah. was a guy on video at the show live reading a book I rather than watch that shit fucking show they call a main event. Yeah, because yeah. No, we don't want to see the same thing every two months. And then Brock F five Braun Strowman once and he's done and out. Yeah, because like honestly. Roman Reigns. Okay, I'm not saying Roman Reigns is a shitty wrestler. He, I know he can do more. I've seen him on fucking NXT. I know he can do more. But the crappiest part about him right now is they're turn they turned him into John Cena. Mm-hmm. And it's like nobody wants to see it. We already no. seen John Cena yeah. for 15 years. Yeah, we don't. You know, we didn't. I don't want to see Samoa Cena. And we didn't need to see Cena, and you know, either because we've seen Hulk Hogan for fucking twelve years. You know, it's I like, know. Give me a goddamn break, dude. Like, like, give us a fucking rest off of this fucking weird, unstoppable fucking face. Well, shit. it's like before it's... the Attitude Era, wrestling sucked because their gimmicks sucked. Fuck yeah, they did. That's and why, that's their problem lately. That's why I watched NWA all the time in, in WCW. <laughs> I was like, like I could the not only watch WWE. The headbangers <laughs> is because they were a shitty fucking gimmick, and they happened to go into the fucking Attitude Era. Yeah. They were okay wrestlers, though. But they were still a shitty gimmick. They were a really shitty gimmick. Then There's, like, nothing weird. There's nothing more odd than here's a what group I, called the Headbangers that don't have long hair. Here's, I know. They're bald. Here's my takeaway from this match. Okay. Okay. The WWE is using Braun Strowman having the mon- monster money in the bank as a way of keeping people in the seats. Yeah. We all... He's the whole hated having going Brock Lesnar as a Universal Champion because the title was never on yeah. Raw. Never on the main weekly show. You yeah, but see if it, it would every... have been, Roman Reigns would have been champion and I would still would have rather seen Oh, the there's plenty of title. guys on Raw that are yeah. deserving of a championship and they've moved several guys that were on Raw while Brock has had the title to SmackDown that deserve Major that Rogers. title. Like Samoa They Joe. all got chances at it, yeah. but Brock Lesnar's Brock Lesnar, you know, and he's Mr. Unstoppable. He's the baddest dude on the planet, which ain't true. I really think the two guys... He's the sh- most talentless universal champion the, the two they guy, The two guys that should have took out Brock, in my opinion... Were Braun. Were uh, Samoa Joe. And Braun. And Braun. Because, like, nobody... I mean, Randy Orton, maybe, but... Above all, like Braun and fucking and uh, Samoa Joe were like the two. What I best fucking really guys fucking hate that Raw had is they take Braun Strowman, he gets F five once and he's done. Yeah, that what the fuck up. They F five Roman that? five fucking times before yeah. he gets pinned, and the fifth one onto the steel fucking steps. It still didn't do it. And it still didn't do it. Yeah, it's. Kinda, I'm sorry, it's Braun, Braun Strowman. 
deserves the title. He will have the title. And he shouldn't need money in the bank. And he to get will the hold the title no. for a long time. Give yeah. a tiny guy that. Braun Strowman doesn't need that. Oh, I know. Because, like, the monster among men truly is, like, more of a man than fucking Roman Reigns. Dude, he eats eight Asiago chicken sandwiches at the same time. <laughs> That's a fucking man. That's yeah, a weird fact. <laughs> but I love it. And he marks where every place he goes poop on his little phone. Oh, that's awesome. He has yeah, an he has where a, he, goes he has an app? Yeah. I gotta look for this app. If, if, if you go back... Gotta get me hands on if, those apps. If you go back and you watch the ride-alongs, he's yeah. with Alexa Bliss, they go through a Wendy's drive-thru. Why are they on a ride-along together? Because they, they were doing the, the... No, his wife, his girl is like the taller, bigger tits, and she has a shirt that says, I get these hands. Oh. I get those hands. Yeah, he was, he was standing next to her. It was after SummerSlam. It was him holding her... And she had a shirt with her titties popping out. All big right. old titties, too. Right. And she said, I get these hands. I get those hands. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. I love you. Um, I actually I, saw the... Fun- I don't know who you are. I've never seen a picture of you, but I fucking love you. So I saw the funniest tweet today. It was from fucking... It was from fucking uh, Luke Gallows. And it was the funniest thing. It, it was a joke tweet, too. But he basically said that he, he regrets to inform everybody who was emotionally fucking involved in this that... Him and Nia Jax are no longer a couple. <laughs> and it said, one day relationship problems, and then sad day. And then it shows this picture of uh, Luke Gallows doing this. Making a fucking boo-boo face. It's like a lower lip all sticking out. It was so goddamn funny. And, uh... Uh-oh. <clears throat> you have to edit that out. There you are. Well, welcome to the ambiance. Yep. See, that's what. See, Good thing this podcast you can't smell. Jesus yeah, Christ. I was about to say. <laughs> there are no smells on this podcast. Uh, doesn't smell as bad as Raw was. That's what we should actually start calling the wrestling show, the Smellcast. We'll eat a lot of really rank burritos and just fart throughout the whole Everybody will feel at home. It'll be like going to your friend's house, which is totally why we do the podcast. The and the only reason to watch Raw is Dean Ambrose's match and watch Ronda fucking go after Stephanie. Stephanie McMahon. That's it. Turn uh, it off after that. Uh, Stephanie basically comes out. It's supposed to be the coronation for Ronda Rousey, blah, blah. She's just taking credit for everything. everything. Oh, that's so Stephanie. And I love Ronda, it. She's trying to play <laughs> Ronda off to be this villainous girl that wants to break every woman's what? arm. And this she's and like, that. I don't want to break all their arms. I want to break yours. No, what she says is, uh, I, I, don't, I only break arms of people who deserve it. And then she walks Stephanie back a little bit. Stephanie, you can tell Stephanie's very uneasy. Yeah. Sort of walks her back. Stephanie's sort of looking around. All the women are in the ring. <laughs> Ronda Rousey just grabs her fucking arm, flips her down, fucking wham, puts her in that shit. Oh. Then later yeah, on, you see Stephanie with a fucking arm and swing sleeve. on, and then you so see Alexa, Alexa Bliss, and they're all talking. <laughs> and she's got this gorgeous, bright, sparkly pink fucking arm brace. Oh, that's so adorable. <laughs> oh, it's so adorable. Our friend Jerry is probably all over that shit. <laughs> no, I bitched at her today. I was like, fuck fucking Raw. Like, oh, dude, Braun Strowman's cashing in Money in the Bank at the end of the match because Roman Reigns gave Finn Balor the match he finally deserved the rematch for yeah. in Brooklyn where he got injured. Yeah. And he gave him the rematch, and, of course, he wins. Yeah. And uh, it looked Braun like Strowman comes out, and he's got too. the thing, and he's about to he's about to cash it in. 
and he's about to beat the shit out of Roman, and then sell to Devin Hulu, fucking goddamn gay ass fucking fucking Roman's little bitches come out. Oh, the, the shield. Azos. No. Oh, yeah. the other shield. Oh no. Ambrose and Rollins come out, and yeah, what they, a, what they attack a, Braun. They all three beat him up pretty good. What is up with Ambrose? They end up him through the table. triple power bombing him through the announced. Is it just me, or is Ambrose looking more like the Brooklyn Brawler now that he's oh, he's yoked has out. no hair? He's oh, yoked dude, out. he did a fucking fallaway slam and a couple new moves. Oh, really? He's yeah, I was out. like, God damn. Well, he looked good in his match. That's what you should do when you're he's he, he, had, yeah, yeah. he had Dolph up on his shoulders and then threw him up in the air and did the fucking dirty deeds. Oh. Okay, I might have to go watch a little bit of that. Huh? I was like very impressed with that match. Because um, Dean is Ronda, pretty cool, but yeah. But do we need the Shield? The oh. Elias and Kurt Hawkins match. I'm still waiting for Kurt Hawkins oh. to get that first win. Okay, so the last thing I want to talk about. Speaking of Elias, because I forgot to bring that back up. What the fuck happened to Elias's guitar on fucking SummerSlam? I don't know. It what just, the hell was up with it, that? It, it, it was a know. rig. It was a I rig. I know, but it was too. weird. It was like. And then on Monday night, he's making sure he's going through it and having everybody check it to make sure it's not going to do anything. Oh, and God. then Hawkins comes out and oh, God. challenges him to a match. And basically, like, at first, Hawkins, Hawkins. At first Hawkins is getting <laughs> in, you know. And, then, and he has all his losses on his T-shirt. Kurt <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Hawkins is so funny. I remember, um, you, remember that, uh, you, you remember that wrestler on TNA um, back in the early, or like the mid-2010, or like, I think it was like 2006 or five or something like that. There was this guy they used to have who was supposedly the master of the spine buster. And he wasn't an Anderson either. Um, <laughs> he wasn't an Anderson he was, either. Yeah, he was just a big guy who was bald, and he lost constantly. They actually had his losing streak. They were tallying his losing streak like they were tallying Goldberg's winning streak. And then there was that match where either he beats the ref or he gets fired. And he fucking lost to the ref. <laughs> and it was so goddamn funny. Because that was like one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It was the guy who had a losing streak. I want to say his name was something young, but I can't actually remember what his name was. was like, or something Doug, Doug something. I think actually Bill called him Dougie. Because it looked like his friend Doug. Um, but yeah, that would that'd be some funny shit. So anyway... That concludes our show this week. Uh, join us next time where we will be all getting a Brazilian wax at the same time. Mm-hmm. We'll be live streaming it on Facebook. Uh, so join us then. Mm-hmm. I'm completely full of shit. I'm wrong. He's No, it's an anal bleaching party. Get it right. Anal bleaching party. <laughs> it looks bigger when you cut the hair off. Yep. Oh, squirting. Mm-hmm. Better check. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's a loaded fucking gun right there, man. All right. Oh, yeah, dude. You can almost oh, taste geez. that. All right. So find us, on, find us on social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, at Rotten Corpse Radio and Rotten Corpse ENT. Just look it up. Uh, you can probably just Google it and we'll, you'll find us there. Also, uh, you know, donate to our Patreon. Um, if you don't listen, we'll still be doing this, so yeah, fuck off. We're still going to do it. <laughs> if you tuned out already, fuck you. We're just going to keep doing it. Um, patreon.com forward slash rockcorps radio you can donate as little as five dollars and you'll be getting access and I mean access to our fucking interviews that we are going to be doing at this year's comic con so come on what better reason to be a supporter or you can even support to our fu- or, or support us on anchor 
you know, yeah, subscribe good. to our mini fucking podcast. You can find us on fucking Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, not SoundCloud, fuck those guys. Uh, <laughs> fuck those guys. You can find us all over the fucking place, but the only place to truly find us, roncourseradio.com. And you won't find us in the shield or supporting them fucking faggots. Nope. We are anti-shield here at this show. Anyway, thank you. Fuck Roman Reigns. This has been Rotten Corpse Radio.